Welcome, internet friends, to another episode of Parks and Conversation. And uh, this is a podcast where we just take some time to celebrate the glory that is Parks and Recreation. And we do that by watching an episode. And then uh, me, Jason, and my friend Jeremy, we talk about things around the episode. And so that's basically what we're doing. Uh, And uh, so, like I said, my name is Jason, and I'm joined all the way across town by the power of the internet. By Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? Uh, you know, it is going well. It is, uh, you know, it's nice to just be able to get back into a rhythm of recording podcasts with you. Oh. Things have been a little disrupted over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Somebody had to go on vacation the same week oh. that somebody's computer had to say the battery isn't recognized. <laughs> um, so, so that's why we didn't have an episode last week. Uh, but we're back at it for at least this episode. So no promises for the future because there are m- many things that go on in the world. And that's few the things best that policy. We- yeah. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. Right. Uh, like, just don't worry about it. And so I, I know we're not going to record tomorrow, but I sure hope Lord will and the creeks don't rise. We'll record next week. Why do people live near so many creeks? I mean, if they're always rising, like just don't live by the creek. Yeah, well, you know, I think that you, you make some some good points here. Take take two paddles, you know, when you go up the river. <laughs> I don't I just it seems like if we have these sayings, people should just be more prepared. I don't Yeah, what do you how did you get up the river in the first place mm-hmm. without a paddle? Yeah, that doesn't well the creeks were rising, I'm sure, but it still doesn't make sense. So the creeks are rising quick. Get in the boats. <laughs> do I, we I don't need know. these paddles? We don't have time. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly how it went down. Uh, I, I, was, a, I was a friend. Yeah. I have a friend named uh, I'm going to use his real name here. And so I doubt he's ever going to hear this. So if you do, you know who you are because uh, I'm going <laughs> to use your name. Uh, his name is Darth Creek. And nope. he would say, nope. no, 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 this that's is not a real, real. name. That's this is a real, real name. <laughs> it, real name. I can I'll send you a link to his Facebook profile, uh, Darth Creek. And he would introduce himself as. Darth as invader, Creek as an Uppa. <laughs> Uppa. That's the funny. He, that's that's the funny part. He was a youth leader when I was in seventh grade, and he would say that all the time, and it has stuck with me. It was like that is the best way to introduce yourself. Darth as invader, <laughs> Creek as an Uppa. Yeah, he, he wins. He wins name introduction for sure. Yeah, it's like I'm just boring. I'm Jason, as in boring. Yeah, it's that guy in that movie. <laughs> People the, will the often Ar- say, the Argonauts. Jason, 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 kill, 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 kill. <laughs> Yeah, or the Argonauts or Jason Bourne. I wish I was more like Jason Bourne, but sadly, I am not. Um, but you get Jeremy as a, a pretty common name. You get, I, I get spoken <laughs> class. Did you like, oh, did you speak in class today? Yes. <laughs> and the answer is always no. <laughs> no, I graduated a long time ago. But even when you were in school, were you really talking much in, in class? Uh, not not really. No, not not on not two people. <laughs> More just mumbling under your breath. Just kind of out loud. <laughs> just making comments to the side. Yeah, the people heard it great. <laughs> I don't know. I watched a lot of Mystery Science Theater three thousand growing up, and class was a perfect time to kind of you know practice that skill. Yeah, yeah. I, anyway. I I'm sure all of your teachers appreciated that. <laughs> Hundred um, percent, and but it also uh, it paid off for what we're doing now because we're making comments about a thing. 
Sure. Yeah. So let's make let's segue. make some. Let's make some comments about this thing. It's season three, episode eleven. Jerry's painting, and the uh, summary is Jerry paints weird stuff, and <laughs> Ben moves in with April and Andy. Yep. As a in their spare bedroom. That's the story. Uh, first time I saw this episode, I was very uncomfortable <laughs> with Jerry's painting. <laughs> so yeah, uh, this is not for. Uh, maybe for the younger viewers uh, or listeners. So if you have children, uh, make sure they can't see what we're saying. Because that's why we podcast visual... anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to see what we're saying. Um, yeah, somebody asked, can you make a transcript of your podcast? I said, uh, no, I don't want to put a transcriptionist through that. So um, <laughs> yeah, so the, the whole thing starts, uh, Leslie, Ben is in the office doing office things and uh, Leslie sneaks up on him and like spooks him. And he freaks out. Um, and uh, and then he's like, oh, did I scare you? Like, no, he tries to play it off cool. Um, but he's not cool, as we all know. And he um, she came to remind him of the art show that's coming up. And he's like, man, I'm sure that's going to be great. It's going to be successful. Like everything you put your paws on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, Ben is awkward. So there's clearly some kind of like mutual flirting happening here between two of the most awkward people in the history of humanity. Uh, and they don't know how to handle all of this. And then while they're in their weird conversation, uh, Chris tells Ben that he asked out Cindy Miller to go on a date with Ben because Chris loves setting people up. And uh, he goes to a talking head of Chris saying, I find somebody and I find out all their qualities and i find another person and i'm with similar characteristics and i bring them together and he interlocks his fingers and he's so proud of himself it's like yes that is what setting people up is way to go he's he's so he's so intense about it though oh yeah like super Um, almost like overly like i think the most intense that we see him almost the entire show like i had to back it up and he's just like he's shaking he's so intense (laughs) (laughs) well chris Chris loves love. That's true. And, I mean, and beauty. Just, yes. Yes. Inner beauty is good, but also outer beauty is very important, <laughs> is something he will say as well. Um, so that cold open is just setting up the whole story here. Like Ben is getting set up by Chris. There's an art show. Uh, this will all play out for the rest of the next 20 something minutes. It feels like this was a longer than normal episode. It did um, when yeah. I was watching it and I didn't actually pay attention to the time, but it was, uh, I don't know if it was a uh, action packed longer episode than normal. Let me see full That's technical 21, specs here. 21 minutes. Well then it was, I'm, I guess it was boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually kind of forgot about this one and I know that probably makes me not the best Parks and Rec fan. Um, I know a lot of people like this one. It's 8.7 on IMDb with almost 2000 votes, but uh, I, I, I don't know. There wasn't anything that really super stuck out except for the painting itself. Um, and so when I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, oh, I, I remember this one. But it wasn't it's it's just not one of those iconic Parks and Rec ones for me for some reason, though. It does move some stuff forward with relationships and stuff, which I thought that was more important than the whole painting itself. So anyway, yeah, I it's it, 21 minutes. It did seem like a really long one for some reason. So maybe it was just because we didn't I, I didn't care about the whole art painting thing. Um, mm-hmm. But but I did like the. The rest of it so i just i care about the people there you go yeah 
Yeah, the painting ultimately is just to interject interject tension into the episode, mm-hmm. but it really is the tension that we care most about is about the relationship between Ben and Leslie, and now Ben and Andy and April because he lives there. <laughs> yes, um, and April and Andy's relationship—they're trying to—they have to become more grown up, right? Um, and so there's a lot of good stuff in this episode, but the uh, the the MacGuffin of the painting is not really that big of a deal. Yeah, um, yeah. And even at at the end, like we find out uh, also that Jerry is just really good at painting. Um, so <laughs> and fast uh, and fast, like the <laughs> fastest painter of all. Um, so yeah, so the cold open sets up that whole tension and then it cuts back to the office after the credits. And Leslie is bummed about not being able to, um, make out with the light bulb she wants to make out with. Um, cause her, uh, her <laughs> metaphor for her relationship with Ben is, uh, like they, she's powerless and she doesn't have any, uh, she, she's not able to like, assert what she wants because Chris has this rule about mm-hmm. no inter office relationships. And, um, and so she's frustrated about this and, uh, she looks up at the a light bulb that is flickering that will come back as a major part of this, uh, d- this episode. Um, the, the light bulb is flickering. And she's like, I'm powerless. Like that light bulb who just is, doesn't have enough energy and can't make out with the light bulb. She wants to. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I think, I feel like that is a great way that many people have felt over, the life, their life is just a, a fluorescent, a fluorescent bulb that is just trying, trying to illuminate, trying to bring some light into this world, but instead it's just causing seizures. <laughs> I had a, had a, a fluorescent light in my, in my bathroom for a long time and, uh, I, it started dying. I don't know if it was, it wasn't, I don't know if it was the bulb or the, the ballast or whatever, but I just, it would start flickering and then I would reach up and just kind of twist it. So it'd stay on. Mm-hmm. And I did that yeah. for months just to keep it going. And finally, it's just, it was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And it just died. Yeah. It's and time to just the, let it go. That's the end of that sad story <laughs> about a fluorescent we had, light. <laughs> we had a fluorescent bulb in our old house over the kitchen sink. Yes. Yeah. That was a ring. And so oh, wow. I, I didn't know, like it had a fixture. And so I took the fixture off because the bulb went out. I took the fixture off. And it was just this fluorescent ring. And I was completely stumped. Like, I don't know what that is. I've I've seen a lot of different light bulb configurations. I've never seen this before. And so I took it down and kept like, we just have to go to the hardware store and uh, and see if they have one. I was like, who's going to have this? This this is a unique to this 1925 house. Like, no, (laughs) they stopped making these in 1927. (laughs) <laughs> like that's how long I thought it lasted. And I go to Lowe's and I'm like, do you guys have this? He's like, oh yeah, it's over on like he took me right to it. I was like, oh, I guess I guess I'm not a precious <laughs> snowflake. <laughs> oh, my lights are not are not special. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that in any house. And I've never seen it since. Um I got because now I look when I see a fluorescent bulb, I'm like, hey, is that a <laughs> is that a is that a circle? Is that have you seen have you looked? Is that a circle in that in that? And uh Usually people say, who are you? Stay, please, uh, please get, get out, out, my out of my house. <laughs> Stay out of my lights. <laughs> Stay out of my lights. Uh, so, um, so yeah, so now Leslie's expressing her frustration there. And then it cuts to Ben asking Tom if he knows anyone looking for a roommate. And Tom immediately uh, starts asking like, if, uh, if this person is rich, like he's thinking like, is, is it a woman? Like Tom's like, she can live with me. Um, how, hot ben, <laughs> how hot is she yes and uh ben is saying that uh 
cuts to a talking heads. Like I've lived in the motel for seven months and uh, it has everything, including bed bugs. Um, and so now he's, he wants to get out of the hotel and find a place, a real place because he's putting down some roots in Pawnee. Um, and so, uh, Tom is immediately disappointed, but then it cuts to, he's like, I know, I think I know who can help. And, but he cuts to Andy and April. Um, I love who, the segue though. He goes, I, I think I got an idea for a homeless man such as yourself. And it just cuts right to Andy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so good. And Andy, um, is like, Oh yeah, absolutely. We definitely need help with the rent. Uh, cause Burley moved in with his rich girlfriend, uh, which again, this is Burley's house. He moved out mm-hmm. of the, his house <laughs> to live with his girlfriend. And so I don't know if Burley owns the house or if it was he's renting it from somebody else. And Andy and April are just going to continue that. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, Burley was there first. Andy and uh, April are just now squatting, essentially, uh, <laughs> in the the place. Um, and uh, so Andy's like, yeah, absolutely. And April has a whole bunch of rules like no uh no no electricity after 6 p.m uh no uh no television after breakfast um all kinds of just ridiculous rules um and andy over and over is like that's not true that's not true she's she's joking and uh (laughs) yeah so he moves in right away uh into their house and uh so there she's that's figured out so he's gonna move and he's like can you move in tonight (laughs) because the key to a good roommate is finding somebody who you can convince is not paying too much for their rent right um so so i found that with ben (laughs) right yeah we found that with ben uh did you ever like so you you lived on on the dorm like have you ever lived out by yourself like rented growing up like you know in between college or real life um not with anybody I've never had a roommate outside of a dorm and my wife. So, okay. okay. No. Yeah. I just, I was just curious. Cause I had, I, I was just, yeah, there was a time where I, I had roommates and then also moved to a new city and needed to find some roommates. It was down in a place called Renton and I moved in mm-hmm. with this guy, uh, this, and I was renting a room inside, inside of this person's house. Um, that was just like, uh, a rambler, like a three or four bedroom rambler. So it wasn't like a separate entrance. And all of the other rooms had other random renters in it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everyone stayed was- in their rooms. Like nobody really <sighs> talked to each other. Yeah. Um, nobody was friends before. Right. And, and so yeah. it was just this really weird, you know, interaction. And so, and then the guy would, would leave for like days, weeks at a time. And then come back. And then when no one had like mowed the lawn, he would freak out. Like he would just start, like he came back and just started yelling in the living room. And then I moved out the next day. That sounds so, fun. I'm glad yeah. you, uh, I'm glad you worked that out and stayed, I'm just stay saying roommates. There I, I'm just, I'm just curious if anybody has any other like crazy roommate stories, like especially with people, like it's one thing to move in. Like I've lived with friends like that I knew before, but I, that was the only time I've ever lived with like total strangers. Like you can just get murdered that way, I guess. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> yeah. how things like that. Did happen. you find, how did you find this person? Was it with Craigslist or just like, uh, yeah, no, it was, well, this is kind of, this is a long time ago. I mean, hold on. Uh, it was in the paper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Oh yeah. The newspaper. The newspaper. Yeah, that's definitely, that's Classified. definitely the serial killer's way to, uh, <laughs> to recruit <laughs> wanted. 
<laughs> looking for unassuming. I mean, nice. <laughs> nice is less letters. That's going to cost me less, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, clean, orderly, quiet roommate. Must not must. be missed. <laughs> no family. Must, must, Are you must all love alone? Yard, must, must love yard work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I can. Anyway. Yeah, I can imagine going through that. Like <laughs> at one point, like we opened our doors and the guy across the hall, like looked at me and I looked at him and we both like slowly went back into our rooms and closed the door. <laughs> anyway, it was just really surreal. Oh. Yeah, no, as an adult, like having a brother and sharing a room with my brother was enough. That was, that was it. That cured you. Well, I moved out from my shared room one day and just took all my stuff downstairs <laughs> and like in the family room. I'm out. Uh, yeah, I just nobody was using the family room like at all. And so I was like, I'm going to take this like and at the I time a, or just in general. At, ever like oh, it was okay. basically just storage for my family, like like my like I had a like boxes of old photos and the Nordic track, which was also doubling as a hanger for clothes. Um, and it like just nobody was using it. And so I, did, I just like I can't handle this roommate situation with my brother anymore. So I just moved all my stuff one day when my parents were at Costco. And <laughs> by the time they came back, I had a new room. <laughs> and they're like, well, I guess he's living there now. <laughs> yeah, they're like, what is this? They're like, I moved. <laughs> so uh, nothing we uh, could do yeah. now. I mean, yeah, I didn't have a door like, to my room and I didn't care. I took an old closet door that and I just put it in front of the what I called the portal into my room. <laughs> <laughs> I just put it over that and like and now I have a door. <laughs> so that was uh from like ninth grade through my sophomore year of college. Like, did that was did my you room. did you like end up repurposing the Nord did it become your hanger, the Nordic track? <laughs> No, and what was super annoying was that the ironing board was also in my room. So my mom would come in and iron clothes while I was still sleeping. And I was like, that's, that's still better than having to, to share a room with my brother. So like she turned the lights on. I'm like, eh, I don't care. I'm just going to sleep through that. That's fine. It, it, you don't stink like my brother. So it's fine. Um, the, uh, on the other side, that was also where the fireplace was. So my room was also super warm in the winter and I slept like a champ. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, roommates. roommates. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, then it cuts to the art show and Leslie is in a funk and she doesn't want to give the speech. And so she convinces uh, Ron to give the speech. And I would like to it's a really moving speech. So I'd like to read the speech for you all at this time. Okay, everyone, shut up <laughs> and look at me. <laughs> Welcome to Visions of Nature. This room has several paintings in it. Some are big, some are small. People did them and they are here now. I believe after this is over, they'll be hung in government buildings. Why the government is involved in an art show is beyond me. I also think it's pointless for a human to paint scenes of nature when they could just go outside and stand in it. Anyway, please do not misinterpret the fact that I am talking right now as genuine interest in art and attempt to discuss it with me further. End of speech. <laughs> Man, he's so good. So moving. So, yeah. So that's the art show uh, speech <laughs> that Ron gives. List of facts. Yeah. Kind of like the, the they do a similar thing in uh, The Office 
when they are doing the funeral episode uh, for Dwight's aunt. And everybody <laughs> yes, like yes. mentions things, facts about her, not like stories about her or memories. Was, it's like she was terrible. Well, I think it was just the way they are because the culture is like, did anybody mention how many acres of land she had? Yeah. The guy pulls up on the truck and asks, anybody mention how many acres of land she had? Like, yeah. And then he drove away. Like, that's all we have to talk about. <laughs> so <laughs> she was five foot four. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ron did this at the at the the party where um, for Leslie's mom. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, so this is just kind of Ron's move. Yeah. Just listing things. So, um, yeah, so uh, the people are looking at art, and it's super exciting. So then it cuts over to April and Andy's house, and their house is a mess. And uh, Ben is overwhelmed. Like, where's all your furniture? Oh, Burley took it all. Where's all your stuff? Like, he was gone for a week, and you made a mess this bad? And and Andy's like, well, I always think April's going to clean up. And April's response is, and I don't. <laughs> It's a good. It's a good system. We learn about their systems. Yeah. They have some very, uh, very, very uh, codependent systems going. Yeah, but you know, they're they're young and in love, and they've never been asked to, to be adults, so they're figuring it out. Um, so then cuts back to the art show, and Oren's painting is a white canvas, and everybody is perplexed by that. And Oren is overly intense again, um, and then it cuts to. Uh, Tom and uh, and is Donna are looking at the painting uh, that Jerry made and uh, they're marveling at it. It's very striking. And uh, it, Leslie comes over and she is shocked because then it cuts to the painting and it is a centaur uh, woman centaur who is hunting and uh, also not wearing any clothes because she's a centaur. Yeah, and, uh, and so it's a topless painting, but the woman is Leslie. Oh man, what? It's a bad deal. Uh, so everybody is kind of like weirded out, but Leslie is like, "This is great." Um, and Tom, it's like, Tom's response is, "Jerry, this is what you look like when you go to bed. Like, this is what you look at when you close your eyes. Topless Leslie glued to a horse." <laughs> Glued to a horse. Um, but the centaur is a powerful woman. And here we have Leslie, who has felt powerless, like a flickering fluorescent bulb. And here Jerry is saying, no, Leslie, it like is a powerful person. Like in his subconscious, he's using, he recognizes that Leslie is a powerful female person in his world. And like, he didn't mean to paint a topless Leslie. Nope, he just did, which is not a good excuse, folks. Um, but then... Uh, it is pointed out that there's a little baby angel in the corner. And uh, Anne is like, oh, that's you, Tom. <laughs> and Tom is the fat baby angel. <laughs> so uh, Jerry subconsciously thinks of Tom as a baby. As a fat baby. As a fat baby. <laughs> I went back and looked through the scene, like the all the reveals of the painting, and they had just cropped out the head of of the baby. It was great. Oh, in the framing? In the yeah, in the framing of everything. So you got you always saw the Leslie part and then they zoomed in on her face. And you could see the, the bottom half of the baby, but you never saw the face until mm -hmm. she points it out, which I thought was really great. That's awesome. It's like they know what they're doing when they make these TV shows. Right? I'm amazed. I'm amazed. So now Tom is really upset. Uh and then some other people, another guy comes up and Leslie says, Welcome to the painting. <laughs> And the guy's like, is that you? He's like, maybe. <laughs> so <laughs> Leslie's very enamored with this 
Um, so cut to the next day. Leslie, uh, is in the office and, uh, the maintenance guy is there and he's fixing the, uh, the light bulb. And Tom's like, Oh, finally, we've been asking for this for months. And so maintenance guys like, yeah, this woman came to my office and demanded I do this today. Cuts to Leslie and her hair is braided like the centaur. Yeah. Uh, like she is embodying Diathena, the centaur. And it's going to like change the course of her life. She is being powerful. She is being demanding. Um, that maintenance guy will come back later in this epi- this series. Um, later this season, in fact. So, because um, maintenance is very important to the show. And uh, Leslie gets called up to Chris's office. And who is there in Chris's office? Marsha Langman, who is upset because this painting was hosted by the government. And these art pieces are potentially going to be in government buildings. And it is a gross uh, representation, in Marsha's opinion, of bestiality. And uh, Leslie's response is like, how is this bestiality? He's like, it's a half horse, half human. Who's having sex with whom? For which? (laughs) (laughs) So how did that happen? uh, Yeah, it's like, okay, Um, that's not good. And so Marsha wants it destroyed. But Leslie does not want to destroy the painting. Mm. And so she is having a really hard time with this. Um, And so cuts to the office or to April and Andy's house. Uh, Ben is waking up. And uh, they're like, April and Andy are eating um, breakfast uh, out of Frisbees with one fork. Um, and it is turkey chili. Uh, that is all revealed to us in a few moments. But they first ask, like, hey, Rumi, how'd you sleep? And he's like, oh, fine. Um, I, I, there's no bed, so I'm going to go buy a bed. <laughs> and then, then he realizes, like, are you guys eating out of Frisbees? And Where's your silverware? Where's all your stuff? And they're like, uh, Burley took it all. Um, so... And April's response is like, do you have a problem eating turkey chili for breakfast? Like, it's Ben, who's the weirdo. Um, So, like, yeah, we don't have any dishes. I bet you feel like a jerk. (laughs) So, (laughs) And he's like, like, it's cute, right? (laughs) (laughs) And they're sharing one fork. um, Because that's all that Burley left, I guess. And you call, and you just call fork. It's like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so. Ben now is going to teach April and Andy how to be adults. Yeah, but he even like, it's like, I can't do that. I can't live here. Like he tries to get out. They're like, nope, we spent your money. You're stuck. (laughs) We spent your money on an Xbox. (laughs) And more Frisbees to eat out of. So, uh, which, you know, if you have to use a recreational device for, for a, like for flatware, a Frisbee is a great choice Mm -hmm. because it can be a plate or a bowl. Right. Because it has the ridges. Yeah. So, and also an outdoor activity. Yeah. And, and it's, they're probably dishwasher safe. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to look into that. I don't know. Yeah. It, I mean, it doesn't say it's not. I'm, I'm assuming it doesn't say it's not. Right. If it doesn't say don't put this in the dishwasher or the microwave or this is dry clean only, then you can do whatever you want with those things. Exactly. So Ben is uh, working I sh- on. I shrunk my Frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> This is a dry clean only Frisbee. Um, so, yeah. So Ben is going to ask, like, try to help them be adults. And so some of the things that he's going to talk with them about is uh, like he it looks at their 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 sink and <laughs> they have a frying pan. And it's like, were you guys frying marbles? And uh, Andy's response is, yeah, we were trying to see if the fire alarm works. It doesn't. <laughs> and then uh, he was asked asks about their. Uh, teaching them how to do laundry and they're using bubble bath 
And he's like, you can't use bubble baths. He's like, well, they, and his response is, well, they both make bubbles. So, oh. <laughs> and he's like, okay. And then he's like, all right, you guys need to pay your bills. Um, where are the bills? And um, Andy gives less, uh, April all of the magazines and that kind of stuff. And then he puts the bills in a pile or a stack, stack. <laughs> <laughs> trying to sound fancy. Right. Um, and, uh, and then he puts them in the freezer. And Ben's like, why? So I don't lose them. <laughs> and uh, so it cuts to Ben holding all the pile, the frozen bills. He's like, you have to pay these. And uh, Ben's like, well, good thing I didn't lose them. This <laughs> <laughs> is the system works. Yeah. So. Uh, so he's like, all right, I'm going to teach you how to balance a checkbook. And they're both like dumbfounded. It's like, cut to the bank. I'm going to teach you how to open a bank account. <laughs> and Andy is ho- eating the pen off of the chain and it breaks in his mouth. Like these are, this is the level of adulting that they have going on. So, um, so that's, that's Ben and, and April and Andy's life for, for the day. But then it cuts back to, um, to Leslie trying to go on a, PR campaign to save the painting. And so uh, of course she's going to go to Pert Happily show and um, this show about the painting. And his question is, is it art or pornography? And Leslie's like, this is art. It's, it's beautiful. It's, you know, it's tasteful. It's all this stuff. Uh, and less Ben or a- not Ben, what's his name? Perd uh, asks uh, Leslie for our audience at home. Are centaurs real? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so are you, are you sure? yeah he he wants them to be i I love that he wants them to be real yeah oh purd he's so great um and then uh a little later on because the ben and andy and april stuff is kind of interspersed throughout this purd uh stuff and so purd also has another guest on this episode brandy max it's it's a different perfect it's a different person (laughs) yeah uh, a different, my other guest is a different person and she is a, uh, porn actor, porn star, Brandy Max. And, uh, Pert says she's been in over 200 films, some of which are good. And, uh, yeah. So she's basically saying <laughs> Leslie and I are both, you know, strong, empowered women. And, and Leslie's like, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not what you're doing. <laughs> so she's trying to distance herself from Brandy. We, I think what we both do is art. no uh so yeah so that so leslie trying to distance herself from any kind of lewd uh material is then perded uh when perd uh brings lewd material right onto the show makes it all the same and brandy is happy to raise up to leslie's level uh or bring leslie down to her role in the world so um and uh so they later on in the day, Chris calls uh, Leslie and she he is upset that Leslie was on Purge show uh, and he has called a, a meeting of the art commission to talk about this painting. And uh, Leslie believes that this will be good for her because these are artists who sometimes like weed. Um, and so she thinks <laughs> she's going to be fine. Bunch of hippies. <laughs> bunch of hippies uh even her greeting to them it's like seems like they're very much going to be in uh when the meeting starts they're going to be in her favor when she says good morning and good art and they all laugh and i still don't know why uh (laughs) i know (laughs) (laughs) what is that so um but 
before Leslie can make her case, Tom gives a case saying like, look, I'm not opposed to pornography, but that fat baby is the problem in this painting. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Leslie is trying to elevate art to be something that is for free thinkers and something that people should enjoy publicly. And the government is, should like support these kinds of initiatives for the good of the people. Um, And so she thinks she's got it in the bag, but the uh, commission then comes back with their ruling and basically says, we're going to destroy the painting um, because it has nipples in it. (laughs) That's the, well, that has nipples in it. (laughs) So I was like, Oh, okay. Um, So I just love uh, to like this, this whole Tom thing because Tom, Tom can dish it out, but he absolutely cannot take it. And it just shows mm-hmm. how like he just he, he has no self-awareness when it comes to, you know, he loves making fun of Jerry. But as soon as, Jerry, you know, as we know, Jerry can never be on top of things or win. And so like this is the thing that's offensive to Tom. So I, I, I just yeah. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, because Tom needs to be put in his place sometimes. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so he's freaking out. He's been trying to work a, a, an image in the city to be like actor Tay Diggs or, um, other Jay-Z vibe, a Jay-Z vibe at one point. (laughs) Yeah. Let the record show. I look like Tay Diggs. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so he's trying to be cool and Jerry's painting him as a fat baby is not going to work. Um, and, uh, so uh cuts back to Andy and April um and Ben and he gives them a list of things that adults need and he gives them money to go and buy the stuff and they're like Ben why can't you just do this and Ben's like I can't cuz I have a date uh so he's going to go on a, that date with Cindy Miller um which is confusing to me cuz that's actually my aunt's name um so <laughs> of course it is I, I'm not lying like that's my aunt's no, name no I <laughs> after after Darth Darth Creek Creek, I, I, how could I doubt you about any <laughs> name? I, you know what? I might not remember your name like in a moment of like, Oh, I haven't seen you in a long time, but I will always remember a name. <laughs> like there's <laughs> no, like names true. are in my brain. I was like, that is a unique name. Uh, <laughs> so like Darth Creek is never leaving my brain. Um, so, uh, so Marsha is talking to Leslie and she's like, oh, well, let's destroy the painting. Do you want, do, can you help me like get it in my car um, <laughs> uh, so I can burn it? Uh, but Leslie like just runs away with the painting. <laughs> so uh, while Marsha is off to get the, her truck or her van so they can load it in the van, which must be a big van because this is a big painting, a big canvas. Um, yeah. So Leslie's on the run with art. And, and then it cuts to Andy and April who are amazed by Bed Bath & Beyond. Right. <laughs> which I get it. I get that. The first time I went into a Bed Bath & Beyond, I too was overwhelmed by how high they stacked everything. <laughs> it is a very tall store inside. Yeah. It's a tall store and it looks like they have tons of stuff all the way to the ceiling. Yeah, there's so much stuff there. And yeah, but... The the trick is there's nothing behind most of that stuff. True. They, they're lying to us. I th- like Bed Bath and Beyond was weird to me going in because I, I kind of felt like, hey, I'm surviving. You know, I'm living. I'm good. And then you go into a place like that and you I, I felt like I'm like, am I missing out on so much like housewares? Like, what is all this stuff? Like, what what does it do? Why do why is there so much of this? How could you fit one of all of this in, into any house? I don't know. That's what the beyond is for. I guess. Yeah. It's your shed. It's your storage unit. Cause you can't, there's no way. 
these are my seasonal spaghetti strainers. <laughs> so when I'm when it, you know when they're off season, <laughs> they're in the garage, right? Nobody. And then they're my seasonal rat urine strainers. Oh, <laughs> gross! <laughs> oh, yeah. I I there's so many things in those kinds of stores where it's like I don't need that many knives, or you know, less April right away is like, look, uh, like. Did she mention the panini press? Uh, no, oh, that no. was an episode of the good, the uh, of superstore yeah. that I was thinking about. So, uh, yeah, so she's she's right away like the as seen on TV stuff, right? Which is again like they're brilliant because there used to just be a store in the mall, children called as seen on TV, <laughs> where they would put all of those as seen on TV things in one place in the store. But that that is gone. I've never seen that in the mall in in years and years and years. Instead, they just merged with bed bath and beyond to be like hey i see it on tv store as come on over here let us give you some real estate in our store and you can sell your wares here and they're like okay absolutely we we're tired of paying rent as garbage as as seen on tv and uh up till recently the mall yeah (laughs) and now it's as seen in the aisle um because it's always in the middle of the aisle at bed bath and beyond which i hate but it's it's crowded enough in there and then they go and put like displays in the middle of the aisle. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it really bothers me. Sometimes the display of just pillows in the middle of the aisle. It's like, why are we even displaying pillows? We know how these work. Because people like, like crash into them. They're like those barriers on the freeway that explode <laughs> if you bash them into your cart. Yes, exactly like that. The barriers that, you know, most the coolest part of Inception is when they, they crash into those and they're slow mode. And yeah, yeah, um, that's not the coolest part of Inception. No, but. not at all. The, the the thing that disappointed me about Bed Bath & Beyond is I never got to meet Christopher Walken. What? What are you talking about? Click? Tell me more did you never this. see Click? Oh, I did. Is, is he in that movie? Yeah, he's the he's the crazy Bed Bath & Beyond guy who gives, oh. him, gives him the remote control. He's the beyond. <laughs> oh, interesting. Anyway. Yeah. Interesting. Huh, so, anyway. Tell me more about that. Oh, uh, we have, we have <laughs> so much more to get through, <laughs> but I do like so, Christopher Walken. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Christopher Walken impression. Go do it. Is the emphasis on the. <laughs> it's awful. On the, on the foo or the, or the fighters. The Foo Fighters. <laughs> Foo Fighters. Fighters. <laughs> oh, it's 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 definitely fighters. Foo Fighters. <laughs> That's my favorite Christopher Walken situation. <laughs> oh, Christopher Walken. I was listening to a different podcast uh, with uh, um, Christopher Lloyd. From oh, yeah. Yeah. the future. From yeah. And he's in a movie with Bob Odenkirk called Nobody. Yes. And I very much want to see Nobody. I'm excited um, for that. Because it's like John Wick, but Bob Odenkirk. It's which, like falling down in John Wick. Yes. In like, yeah. And so it looks awesome. Um, and so dumb. My my expectations for like the actual quality of that movie sure. are at like a negative two. Uh-huh. So if, if it can break into zero, like it's a major <laughs> win. Yeah. So it'll be great. Um and, but uh Christopher Lloyd was talking about how him and Christopher Walken used to work together all the time in New York and theater and like all that stuff. And I was like, Oh my word. Yeah. This world is so small. Like these guys knew each other and like, they are two of the most like iconic 
um, people we, like we, like we, weird you talkers. You know who they are? Yeah, the weird talkers. <laughs> Great, Scott. You like just know like right away like oh that's Christopher Lloyd, um, and so. Yeah, I was like, and they knew each other. It's so great. So anyway, um, the, yeah, so they're getting everything. But like Andy at the store, they, they're they trying to get the list. But then, uh, and they see the Bed Bath and are the, everything on TV stuff. And Andy's like, listen, April, get everything, all of it. And like, she's holding stuff up and like, <laughs> she holds something up. And he's like, yeah, I've seen that on TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so they're filling the cart. He's just. Conv- it, I think at that point he was convincing himself, like magic bullet. It's like, yeah, I've seen that, <laughs> right? Yeah, like I, we need to have this. It's definitely something that need to have, um, and it's not their money. And so Leslie then is uh, as she's on the run, she comes to Andy's house and knocks on the door, and Ben answers, and she's like, "What are you doing here?" She's like, "Well, I live here now," and um, and so she's like, "He's like, what is? What do you have?" And it's like, "Oh, it's a painting that they want to destroy, but I'm, I need to hide it." And so I was going to hide it here because Andy and April would hide it. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. So, um, so she sets it on the wall, uh, and away. So like, it's not just exposed to the world. Um, and she's like, it's a painting of me actually as a centaur. It's topless. And, uh, and he's like, oh, wow. And like, even not looking at the back of the painting, Ben, it like looks up like, ah, ah, <laughs> like he doesn't want to be like inappropriate or leery in any way. And so then he gets a call. She gets a call from Chris. Uh, and Chris is very mad. He calls her madam on the phone. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and like, while she's in the other room on the phone and the camera just stays on Ben and he's like trying to look at the painting in a, like, sly way um i love how and, he, he squints like he sees something on the wall that needs to be picked at right yeah <laughs> yeah this, this is some like next level acting from adam scott right now <laughs> yeah. like he it's so perfect uh the way he is uh handling the awkwardness of the situation <laughs> um and so the uh yeah so that whole thing's panning out and then andy uh it gets back to Bed Bath and Beyond, and Andy convinces April that they actually need to get all the adult boring stuff. But he says, "If you think for one minute that I'm not going to buy this marshmallow shooter so that I can shoot you in the face when you're sleeping, then you're the dumbest person I've ever met." <laughs> <laughs> so, they, and she's like, "You're going to make me cry," which I I truly believe. Like that's their connection. That's I love that scene because this is this is like their relationship down to this is why they work together so well. Mm-hmm. Like at a, at a core level. So it was great. Yeah. She wasn't, she wasn't being sarcastic. No. Yeah. Cause she does not want, she thinks adults are boring and mm-hmm. she does not want to be boring. And Andy is just a giant child, but he also is like, he has a level of responsibility and loyalty that like will help him to do the right thing in the situations. Like, no, we were told to do this. Right. So we need to do this, but he's still like, we're still going to have fun and we're still going to be, weird Andy and April. Right. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, so cut back to, uh, the, the house and Leslie's just really annoyed by all of the rules and Andy and, uh, April come over and Leslie's there and Ben's there and there's this giant painting and, uh, and they look at the paint, Andy and April both look at the painting. They're like, wow, Leslie, you're looking good. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, and Ben, at, Leslie leaves and Ben asks April how Andy, how they did. And Andy just shoots him with a bunch of marshmallows. It's like, does this answer your question? He just like shoots him with marshmallows. And Ben's response is no. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, so the next day, Jerry is uh, in the office and he's surprised that Leslie is willing to just turn over the painting. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's something like I would do. 
And he's like, but I have an idea. And so idea is formed um, and cuts to the office. And Andy is at the shoe shine stand eating cereal from a bowl with a spoon. He's like, this is great. <laughs> and Ben's like, you're not supposed to bring your dishes into the office. Like, oh yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, no, but serious. <laughs> so then he asks, Hey, what's the, what, what's up with the weird vibe between you and, and Leslie? Um, and he's like, well, I think we kind of like each other. Well, first, and he's like, well, let me guess. She stole money from you. <laughs> <laughs> again uh andy would be a terrible cop uh we should all just know that um and uh but he actually says we kind of like each other and uh you know it's kind of weird there's this rule and, and and ben's like andy's just like you know what if it's gonna happen it's gonna happen forget the rules um so cuts to the meeting with uh marcia and chris and jerry and leslie and uh jerry made a second painting and this time Tom is the centaur and Tom loves it. He's mm -hmm. like, this is the best painting ever made. Uh, Cause he's just like ripped and like everything that Tom was hoping for is happening. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so this painting is going ahead and moving forward. But what I don't get uh, is that it still had nipples. Yeah. Well, I don't think the nipple is the problem, but that's what they said. I know, but the, you know, art commissions, they're really flaky. So right, everybody, well. everybody knows it. It's okay. If it, it's just like, there's, there's a double standard, you know, mm -hmm. that's all I'm saying. Yeah. It is okay. If there's a double standard. They, <laughs> <laughs> for you, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. It's fine for you. Not for me. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's how they work. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you live in a, a rubber nipple capital of Indiana. <laughs> yeah, I don't, they should. They should they just should. be used to it by now. I don't. I don't understand. You know what? If 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 Jerry had just painted on rubber nipples, rubber, yeah, it could have been this painting brought to you by Kernstons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it is amazing how quickly like this all happened in a day. Right. Like Jerry made this whole painting in a day. So that's pretty impressive. And I, I love when when they uh, sorry, I don't know if I'm skipping ahead, but I love when they, they reveal it to Marsha and the the actress uh Darlene. Um she her reaction is just like, Yes, you got me this time. And like she doesn't say anything. It's just her face yeah. is so priceless. It's like, <laughs> mm, oh foiled, yes, this is the thing that will defeat me. And then she just walks off. Yeah. I love that. It's so great. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they they also reveal that. Jerry did not paint over the centaur. What? Leslie, there's a double. Sometimes there are tricksters, and Leslie is keeping that painting apparently. And where she's going to put it, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think we ever see it again. <laughs> no, we don't. And also, we never see the Tom Centaur painting in City Hall or any other <laughs> government. Like, if, uh, also, this is a terrible painting to put in a government installation anyway right like it, it doesn't make any sense why it would be in any any facility like government paintings should just simply be like the park bench guy that mark his only good contribution to this whole show is the park bench guy feeding pigeons like that's yeah. that's the only thing that should really be in a government building it lacks 100 genocide i mean yeah. it doesn't yeah. really fit in with the rest of their the theme there's yeah there's no bestiality. There's no <laughs> genocide. There's no overt racism. Uh, it, you know, like just guy on a park bench, no point of view whatsoever. And Mark was right about that. So, um, wow. That's yeah, a big, so, big day, big day for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to take a shower later, but sure, I, yeah. just feel bad, feel, feel dirty Ugh. after saying that, <laughs> man, Mark, I got to think about how, uh, khaki pants, khaki pants, khaki pants. I hate them. Uh, so, um, so Chris and Leslie and Ben meet and talk like they're resolving the issue. And Chris is like, I'm going to keep trying to set Ben up. Um, so that's, uh, that's going on, but we know Ben and Leslie, they are, they are made for each other. Their shared awkwardness, their um, their passion for public service, all of these things. Like they are made for each other. So yeah, I like how Chris is like, "What? Why didn't it work?" And he's like, "Not my types." Like, well, um, why? Historically, you've been, you know, always attracted to tall brunettes. And he's like, "Well, not not exclusively." I just I just yes. like that because historically it's like, exclusively, <laughs> historically exclusively, <laughs> just because Ben is like, you know, he's like, "Oh wow, this is different," and this is why it's working. So right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we're, you know, they're doing a good job keeping the story moving with Ben and Leslie, um, the whole will they won't they situation, spoiler alert, will. Um, and, uh, but then it comes to a credit scene and Leslie is talking on the phone with Jerry's wife, Gail saying like, there's <laughs> nothing happening between me and Jerry. Uh, you know, there's not, it, you don't have anything to worry about. And then cuts to Tom talking to Gail. I was like, there's nothing happening with me and Jerry. You have nothing to worry about. So he only yeah. has, he only has eyes for you and pound cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tom, he can't even help himself. He's he just can't. so mean to Jerry. Um, but yeah, Jerry's painting. I think I'm going to title this one. Don't take this to mean I am interested in art. <laughs> So that just was, heads up. <laughs> that was one of my favorite things too. Like when she was, when Leslie was describing the art and she's like, art can be magnificent. And it's like, yeah, that's the whole, it's, it's like Indiana. It's the whole Pawnee ideology of like, just, well, I should say ideology. It's just the fact that they're, they have no concept of, of like art and things like that. And it's like, they're just discovering it. Even, even Leslie. So I just, yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. So good, good all around episode. Jerry's painting. And uh, like you said earlier, it's rated at a 8.7 on on IMBD. And uh, there's a review here from Bren Bella, uh, which I have seen all of. I, I've uh, it's the link is purple. So clear, apparently I've read Bren Bella's reviews before um, as this person has made some stuff about this series. So they did not include Hale Zorp in their review. So they clearly do not listen to this show. <laughs> so. And also, this is posted two years, three years ago, so this show did not exist. But we also know that Bren Bella is now not a time traveler. That's good. Oh, so, that, that'd be crazy. Hey, listener, speaking of time travel, Aubrey Plaza is in a movie called Safety Not Guaranteed. Have you seen this, Jeremy? I have. Oh, such a good movie. Yeah. I would recommend it. If, uh, yeah, it is, I have to look up. <laughs> I want to make sure I have the title correct. No, I also get confused with batteries not included. Very no, different. No, that's the that's the title. <laughs> yeah, safety not guaranteed. And uh, yeah, it's set in ocean shores or the coast of Washington. But there's a scene of the Sharky store, so it's like this is ocean shores. Uh-huh. Um, and man, it's such a good movie. So if you like Aubrey Plaza and her role, her work here in Parks and Rec, Safety Not Guaranteed is a great addition to. Uh, to watch so throw that on your streaming service somehow yeah 
and like like uh mark mark duplis is awesome in it um jake johnson from new girl and other things uh yeah the, it's, Mary Lynn it's, rice cub she's bridget <laughs> jeff garland is mr brit you know i'm just trying to say it's a good movie too lynn shelton is in it oh yeah she plays she plays uptight mom so no. <laughs> i think there's a bowling alley i mean it's got everything Kristen Bell is in this. She yeah. plays Belinda. Wow, I forgot that she was in this. Yeah, great movie. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Did you so. have? Did we have a, a a a forum to get to? Yeah, we could do a town forum quickly. Um, yeah, let me find where that email machine is at. Uh, 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 uh zip zop zorp. It's uh, I have to open up the Gmail. Gmail. It's happening. Don't worry. It's taking its time. Oh, cool. New updates from <laughs> Pandora. Oh, uh, while you do that, I got I have I have something. Okay. Oh no no, because I'll start I'll start with old old news. Uh yes. old, no old uh old business. Old business. Um we we recently went down to uh, over to the ocean for a couple days and uh, while we were there, I we went into a store called the the Dollar General. Mm-hmm. And it's a yeah, new like I'm familiar. dollar store place. That is, I, I, I was walking around. I'm like, this is so, this is so bizarre. This, this place, and because I couldn't quite figure out what it was trying to be, and then I realized it's food and stuff. It's the closest oh. I've ever been to a real food and stuff. And so I, I was walking around. I was like, okay, the, the I got to find. Do they have? Yes, they had ground beef in in like the tubes. You know, the like the big uh, sausage yeah. tube things, and yeah. they had they had patties they didn't have any like open uh uh you know uh bulk I don't know. containers of yeah, beef full <laughs> containers of beef or anything like that there was no crows but i mean you could get shower curtains you could get toys you could get food and it was it was food and stuff so if you have a dollar general i'm not you will be very whelmed by it but check it out it's it's it is the closest i've ever been to a real food and stuff um that yeah yeah check it All out right. This was at Ocean Shores. This was at Ocean Shores, right? As you yeah. kind of come around the corners, the newer building there, <laughs> the newer old looking building, <laughs> the newer old looking building. Yeah, I uh, I saw a dollar when I was there this summer. I saw the Dollar General was there. I was like, oh hey, look, new com- new company in town. So yeah. good really, job, Ocean Shores, really blowing up. <laughs> so that's some of the old business. Old uh, business. Is is there a motion to accept the old business? Motion uh, accepted. All in favor, say aye. So moved. All right. Here's uh, some new business from, well, it's a kind of old business. This is from Lister Christie. Uh, her subject line is, why does anyone eat anything other than breakfast food? And the answer is because people are idiots, Ron. Um, or I- idiots, Leslie. <laughs> One of them. I think it's idiots, Ron. Um, so her, her, she's responding to why is Anne taking blood from Leslie? <laughs> and she says the reason Anne came to the office to draw blood is for the health health initiative. Yeah. I assumed she was seeing everyone in the office, but they only filmed the interaction with Leslie. Christy, you're probably right. But to my response is, having worked in an office setting that had health initiatives, it's still pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> like It was bizarre. It's like, I've never, like, I've when I worked for Safeco Insurance, they had all kinds of different, like, initiatives like that. They never checked my blood. They just assumed <laughs> I had it. That's good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, running a little a court low. Um, <laughs> yeah. to top you off there. Have a Red Bull. Ugh, gross. Red Bull is so gross. Do you like Red Bull? It's no, I haven't had one in, in a very long time. Ugh. 
They, they're gross. It's like medicine. For that gives you wings, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Red Bull, it's not great. That's why they have to mix it with everything. That's why you see like Red Bull vodka, Red Bull coffee, Red Bull Slurpees. I don't know. It's yeah. Uh, uh, it, back up to Red Bull coffee. Is that a thing? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, sure. Could be. Okay. Well, all I know is I need some Nutri-Yum bars and that's all I need to get my energy. Exactly. They're full I th- of I think, sugar. I think it would be weird if you were the only person in the office that got a blood draw. Could you imagine like working at Safeco and then like there's this nurse that comes in and draws somebody's blood and then walks off and doesn't draw everybody's blood? You're like, whoa, what's up with that guy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is in. Listener Christy responded to this email zero minutes ago. Because <laughs> I responded to her and said Hailsworth. And uh, <laughs> so she re- just re- responded here. This is happening live right this now. Happening, this is happening live, listener, a Whoa. week ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> the health initiative is the MacGuffin that gets Anne into the office to move the plot forward and Leslie matched with Tom. Yes, again, parentheses, which is hilarious. That's Chrissy's parenthesis. And yes, my company makes us go to a conference room set up with all the stations for blood pressure, blood draws, height, and weight. They don't come to us. Interesting. Uh, I, I did, would not think that a company would do that. Like there's so many uh, just personal information things happening here. That's like, why would you want to get in on that? But, uh, but it could be that Anne is the nurse that does blood draws for life insurance medical exams, like Sergeant Jeffords on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. There are lots of reasons nurses come to the office all right should i reply and see if she responds i I don't know uh you got about a minute and a half before we hit an hour so i I guess yeah let's go for it no i'll reply to her later but (laughs) okay uh yeah that's this is a real town forum happening i get yeah (laughs) like this is real interactions now i just need somebody to yell at me i I don't (laughs) no i'll yell at you because this is i don't want to work anywhere where somebody's taking my blood i don't know where and I work at home, so that'd be <laughs> But your wife is a nurse. She That's true. If anybody could do it, her and Casey probably could handle it. <laughs> yes. There's no reason, though, for anybody to take my blood here at home or, or in an office. I don't. I, that's weird it's just weird i love that those are like your qualifier no one needs to take my blood at home <laughs> it's out in the wild like when i'm at like around the table yeah maybe it depends Dep- depends on the game we're playing no no nowhere <laughs> nowhere but the hospital there should be no needles involved in any corporate setting i don't care like that's i don't that's weird yeah you know one of the things that's weird in the world that we live in right now is the max vaccination sites that are happening like mm-hmm. people just get in the car and get in line and then a stranger just we assume is trained <laughs> just stabs people in the shoulder like oh all right you're done now go sit over there for 15 minutes <laughs> like that's that's weird yeah but we're all on board so anyway with that <laughs> yeah we can just keep going that's a whole other podcast so all right so what, so we have um i think we have eagleton next are we going to Eagleton? I think next? we're going to Eagleton next. Um, let me let me pull up the list here. Next episode, dun dun dun! It is Eagleton. Sweet. Oh yeah, this one's great. Yeah, we're gonna see just the real rivalry between Pawnee and Eagleton get developed. Yeah, the world expands quite a bit, and uh, it helps. It helps the the scope of the show. I think. Yes. Oh my goodness, this one is this one is also good. Rated at eight point three. Yeah. Ugh. 
guys, your ratings. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, then we should be done. Hopefully next this. week. All right. Hopefully, unless, you know, those creeks rise. Get your paddles. <laughs> Uppa. All right. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye.